We're in the Gemara in Yevamos Lama Beis Amar Aleph thirty-two A three in the Art Scroll Gemara. Uh, we left off with a interesting machlokas, an interesting dispute between Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yossi. The case is where two brothers marry two sisters, uh, and so when two brothers marry two sisters, let's say Reuben and Shimon are brothers, and Reuben married Rachel and Shimon married Leah. Uh, so then there is a dispute. Between Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon, if Shimon uh, were to have relations with uh, with Ruvain's wife, with Rachel, uh, what would the prohibition be? Everyone agrees that there's a prohibition, but what would the prohibition be? According to Rabbi Shimon, he holds the principle of Ein Isr Chalal Isr, that once there is already one prohibition, that this relationship is defined uh, in halachically... Uh, in a way where if there's already a, a halachic prohibition, uh, so then uh, that is what the prohibition is. If there's an, a new relationship, which is a different type of prohibition, that is not halachically viewed as a violation of that prohibition because we can only have one type of a halachic relationship, which is a prohibition, and we can't have that second one. So, according to Rabbi Shimon, if Shimon married first, uh, so then the relationship that he has with Rachel is that it's Shimon's wife. Shimon's wife is Leah, sister. Uh, so that's why there's a prohibition, because it's what we call Achos Ishto, his wife's sister. So when his brother, Reuven, marries Rachel, that does not create a prohibition of his of being prohibited to his brother's wife, because there is already a pre-existing prohibition. Uh, that's the opinion of Reb Shimon. According to Reb Yossi, he argues, although we will see uh, that, we, that it changes uh, through over the course of the uh, Gemara, uh, but as of now, Rabbi Yossi is of the opinion that no, Isr Chal Al Isr, that we could have multiple prohibitions, that even though there's one relationship, i.e. that it's his wife's sister, and that already makes it a prohibition, still, once his brother, once Reuben marries Rachel, so now there's a second prohibition, Isr Chal Al Isr, one Isr could, could also exist even if there's already a pre-existing Isra, there's a pre-existing prohibition from a different type of a relationship. So the Gemara now has a few lines on Rabbi Shimon, and then the Gemara will focus on Rabbi Yossi. So the Gemara says, according to Rabbi Shimon, in the following case, let's say we have a case where first Reuven marries Rachel. So Reuven marries Rachel. So Shimon is prohibited to Rachel because it's his brother's wife. And then afterwards, Shimon marries Rachel's sister, marries Leah. And according to Rabbi Shimon, there's only the first prohibition exists. So the Gemara says, So the Gemara says, according to Rabbi Shimon, the prohibition of marrying your wife's uh, sister does not exist. The only prohibition that exists is the fact that it's your brother, Reuven's wife. So then if Reuven were to pass away without any children... Why is the halacha that you're not allowed to do yibam? According to Rabbi Shimon, you should be allowed to do yibam. Why should you be allowed to do yibam? Because it seems to be that the Gemara is assuming now uh, that there's absolutely uh, no prohibition with regards to it being your wife's sister. If there's no prohibition with regards to it being your wife's sister, so then uh, once the brother passes away without any children, so now it becomes permissible, the prohibition of marrying your brother's wife becomes permissible. That's the whole point of Yibum, is that it becomes permissible. There is no prohibition of Achos Ishto, of it being your, your wife's sister, because that took place later. 
so there is no such prohibition. So then everything should be permissible. There, there's, there is no prohibition here. Uh, your, the fact that it's your brother's wife is allowed now because it's a, in the context of Yibam. So why do we say that you're not allowed to do Yibam? You should be allowed to do Yibam. It's a very strong question. So the Gemara answers, Amar Avashi. Avashi says, no. It's not exactly the way we thought. Really, the prohibition to, to marry your wife's sister for Shimon's wife, Shimon's wife is Leah, her sister is Rachel, for Shimon to, to marry uh, his, her, his wife's sister, Rachel, that, in that direction, that prohibition, it's not that it doesn't exist at all. It's really in suspension uh, the entire time, that it's really just, it's there. Uh, it cannot exist as an actual prohibition because there is already a prohibition which exists with regards to Rachel, the fact that it's his brother's wife. Uh, but once that no longer exists, the Pak Yisrael if that is lifted because of Yibam, so then so then comes in the other prohibition uh, to marry your wife's sister and it, and it comes into effect. It's just, it's there in a scenario where the other prohibition no longer exists. So in the context of Yibam, where that other prohibition no longer exists, so then comes the Isra Achosisha, the prohibition to marry your wife's sister, comes and it exists as a prohibition. And because of that, uh, so we will say that you're not allowed to do Yibam. You are not, you're not allowed to do Yibam because in this context, uh, it's your brother's wife, and that's the prohibition. But once that's lifted because it's the context of Yibam, the brother passed away without any children. So now the Isra Achlosisha, the prohibition to Rachel from the perspective of, being, of it being your wife's sister, because two brothers marry two sisters, so now that comes into effect and that would prevent Yibam from happening. That would, that would prevent Yibam from happening. And that is how to explain it according to Rab Shimon. Okay. The Gemara now will focus on Rabbi Yossi. So we just focused on Rabbi Shimon. Now let's focus on Rabbi Yossi. So again, just to review, Rabbi Yossi is of the opinion that in this context of where two brothers marry two sisters, so Shimon, Reuben and Shimon, Reuben marries Rachel, Shimon marries Leah, two brothers marry two sisters, Rabbi Yossi is of the opinion that Isr Chal al Isr, that you could have a, a two different types of relationships with regards to Shimon and Rachel, and those are both going to be part of the prohibition. They both could exist, um, even though one existed before the other. There is a concept of Isra Chal Isra, that one prohibition could exist on top of a pre-existing prohibition. That's the opinion of Rabiosi. So the Gemara will question this opinion of Rabiosi based on a different statement that Rabiosi makes in the following Brisa. Is it really true that Rabiosi holds that one prohibition can take effect on already a pre-existing prohibition. But Tanya, but we learned in a Brisa, it's taught in a Brisa, the following. Let's say we have the following case, a new case. The case is essentially as follows. Uh, a person is prohibited to have relations with their mother-in-law. That is a prohibition. There's also a prohibition to, uh, of adultery to, to have relations with, some, with somebody who's already married. An independent prohibition. So what happens, what is the law when a person violates this prohibition and they have relations with their mother-in-law who also is married? Whether married to your father-in-law or married to somebody else, uh, doesn't make a difference. But the point is, is that, uh, that, that she is married. And so the question is, which prohibition did you violate? Did that person violate? And this has halachic ramifications. 
because if a person has re- relations with their mother-in-law, uh, or if they have relations uh, with a married person, with a married woman, uh, so then they both get the death penalty if there are two witnesses uh, who see it and they provide warning. Again, as we've mentioned in the past, the death penalty was uh, rarely uh, was rarely given. Uh, but the type of death is different. There are four different types of death penalties, um, and there's uh, there's different uh, types of death penalties for a mother-in-law for a person to have relations with their mother-in-law. It's a it's of the uh, harshest of the uh, death penalties, which is srefa, uh which is burning, but it's a specific type of, of burning uh, with lead. And then there's another type, which is chenek. Uh, two out of the four, chenek is strangulation, which is what happens if, uh, which is the death penalty if um, if a person uh, commits adultery with a married woman. Uh, so those are, they have different death penalties. And when it comes to the mother-in-law, that's a more severe punishment of srefa, of the burning with, with hot lead. Um, so the question is, if a person has uh, relations with their mother-in-law, who is also a married woman, so then which death penalty does the person get? So the Bryce says as follows: This is a dispute. According to the first opinion, the first opinion says that regardless of what the order, in the end of the day, they are subject. He is subject to the more severe death penalty because essentially because he violated both prohibitions. So then the death penalty that he that he gets is the one which is more severe, i.e. the srefa, uh, the burning with hot lead. Rabiosi Omer, Rabiosi, the same Rabiosi, he argues and he says as follows. It seems to be that he's of the opinion that it really depends on which prohibition existed first. Uh, i.e., he holds of the opinion of Ein Isr Chalal Isr, against what we just said, but he really is of the opinion that Ein Isr Chalal Isr, that one prohibition cannot exist if there's already a pre-existing prohibition within this relationship. So he says, depending on which uh, prohibition existed first, that will be uh, the death penalty that this person will get. As follows, because Vitania was taught in the Brisa, what does it mean that he gets the first, uh, the, the punishment of the first relationship, prohibitive relationship that exists? So he says as follows, Let's say the prohibition of his mother-in-law existed before she was married. So let's say her husband, the mother-in-law's husband, either got they either got divorced or he passed away, and so therefore the only prohibition within this relationship is the fact that she is his mother-in-law, and that existed first. Uh, that was the 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 first uh, prohibition, and then afterwards she then married some she married somebody else. So she got married. Uh, so then only afterwards is there a prohibition from the fact that she is married. So Nidun Bachamoso. So then the punishment that she gets would be the punishment that he gets would be the punishment of, of the death penalty of having relations with your mother-in-law. But if it's the opposite direction, let's say she was first married. She was first married uh, before she became your mother-in-law. So then Nidun Bachamoso. So then he would get the punishment of having relations with somebody who is married, which is a less severe death penalty. And so therefore, it really depends on which prohibition existed first. 
So the Gemara mentions this because this seems to be a contradiction within Rabbi Yossi. Uh, first, Rabbi Yossi, in our case, seems to hold that Iser Chalal Iser, that uh, when a, a person, his wife's uh, sister, marries his own brother, so then there are two prohibitions, the fact that it's his wife's sister and the fact that it's his brother's wife. It seems to be that he holds Iser Chalal Iser, that one Iser prohibition could exist on top of another. And over here, in the context of a mother-in-law who is married, Rabbi Yossi seems to say that ain't Iser Chalal Iser, that one Iser, one pro- prohibition cannot exist above a pre-existing prohibition. Uh, and the the violation is a violation of the first. Whatever a re- prohibitive relationship existed first, that would be the prohibition. So there seems to be a contradiction within Rabbi Yossi. So the Gemara will now try to answer uh, that contradiction by giving one suggestion. They will reject that suggestion, and then they will give a concluding explanation in a way to explain this contradiction. So the Gemara says as follows. Omar Rabbi Avo. Rabbi Avo says, Moser Rabbi Yossi Bisr Mosif. Rabbi Avo says that Rabbi Yossi agrees in a case of Isr Mosif. Now, as an introduction within this context of Ein Isr Chal Isr, if, you're of the, if you are of the opinion that one Isr cannot exist uh, when there's already a pre-existing prohibition, so another prohibition cannot exist on top of that, there are three exceptions uh, to that rule, potential exceptions to that rule. One exception, which is not going to be mentioned in our Gemara, is the exception of what, let's say, both prohibitions began at the exact same time, what we refer to as bebas achas, at the exact same time, so then both uh, can exist if it happened at the exact same time. That is not mentioned in our Gemara, but it would be an exception to the rule. A second exception to the rule is what Rabbi Avo just said within Rabbi Yossi called Isr Mosif. Isr Mosif is essentially saying uh, that if, with regards to uh, this uh, woman who, let's say, she first got mar- was married. First, Shimon married his wife. He married Leah. So now he's there's a prohibition for Shimon to marry Rachel, Leah's wife, because it's his wife's sister. If his brother Ruvain now marries uh, Rachel, so now there's a prohibition. Rachel now is not just prohibited to uh, Shimon, but she's also prohibited to any of the other brothers. And so there's a prohibition for Rachel on any of the other brothers. Let's say Reuven and Shimon has other brothers. So originally she was not prohibited to the other brothers. In fact, she married one of the brothers. She married Reuven. She's only prohibited to Shimon because her sister married Shimon. Now that she marries Reuven, a different brother, so now she is what we refer to as an Isser Mosef. She now is viewed, her identity is one of being a brother's wife because now... Uh, any other brother is also prohibited to her because it's it's their brother's wife. And so that prohibition exists no matter what. That prohibition exists to the other brothers if there are other brothers who are around. And so now her identity is one of being a brother's wife. If that identity exists, so then it will also exist with regards to Shimon. Once it exists with regards to any of the other brothers, it also exists with regards to uh, with regards to Shimon. That's what we refer to as Isra Moses. So even though there was a, already a, relation, a, a prohibitive relationship through one direction of being Shimon's wife's sister. But once, there's an, a concept called Isser Mosef that uh, the prohibition, uh, the second prohibition exists with regards to other people, meaning she is prohibited to the other brothers because it's, it's their brother's wife. So once that already exists, so then it also exists with regards to 
Shimon. That's what we refer to as Isser Mosef. There is a third exception called an Isser Kolo, which is slightly different than Isser Mosef. Isser Kolo, we'll just use a different type of an example, is let's say as follows. Isser Kolo would be, let's say there's a, there's a food which is not kosher, which, uh, was, not, which was not kosher. Um, so that food we cannot eat because it is not kosher. So now let's say a person eats that food on Yom Kippur. There's also another prohibition to eat food on Yom Kippur. Uh, so now, does one violate the prohibition of eating on Yom Kippur when they eat not kosher? So if you just have ain isr, chal isr, that one prohibition cannot exist when another prohibition already exists, so it was not kosher from before Yom Kippur, so then one should not violation, violate the prohibition of eating uh, food, uh, eating this not kosher food on Yom Kippur itself. However, there is another principle called Isr Moseh, which some hold of, which says that essentially as follows. Not with regards to this this food, but with regards to other food, with regards to other kosher food, so now with regards to other food, there's a prohibition to eat on Yom Kippur, which regards which applies to everybody, which applies to, to all to all Jews. Uh, so there, all Jews have the prohibition to eat on Yom Kippur any other food. So once other food are included in the prohibition, it will also include the non-kosher food. So it's not like there's an isr motive is that there's an additional prohibition with regards to this food or with regards to that, that person that this person has a, has a new identity of a prohibitive relationship. Isser Kolo is different than that. Isser Kolo is essentially saying uh, that other, with regards to people, with regards to Jews, uh, they have an additional, they have a new prohibition of Yom Kippur to eat any food. And so once that applies to other foods, it will also include non-kosher food. That's the concept called Isser Kolo, which not everybody agrees to, but it is a third potential exception to this rule. And so the Gemara says as follows. The way to explain this uh, contradiction is as follows. Rabbi Yossi agrees to Isser Mosef, to this idea of Isser Mosef, essentially saying that if his brother married the sister, uh, married Rachel, after uh, Shimon married Leah, so then there's a concept called Isser Mosef, because now she becomes prohibited to the other to the other brothers, and then once she's prohibited to the other brothers by having the identity of being the brother's wife, so then she's also prohibited to Shimon. So really, the Gemara is saying, Rabbi Yossi holds ein isr chal isr, that in general, one prohibition cannot be added on to a pre-existing prohibition. However, this case is different. The case, uh, our case, where Rabbi Yossi says that there are two prohibitions is a case of Isr Mosef. But the Gemara asks as follows, I understand when the direction is where Shimon first married Leah, and then Ruve married Rachel, so Rachel now becomes prohibited to the other brothers as well, so then it will also include Shimon. But what if it's the other way around? But in the other way around, where first Ruvain marries Rachel, and now Rachel becomes prohibited to all the other brothers, to Shimon and to the other brothers, so, and then Shimon marries Leah, so how is that an Isser Mosef? That's not an Isser Mosef. When Shimon marries Leah second, so Rachel only becomes prohibited to Shimon, not to any of the other brothers. It doesn't add any other prohibitions with regards to Rachel. Uh, so how is that an Isser Mosef? So the Gemara says as follows. Well, maybe it's not an Isser Mosef, but it could be an Isser Kolel. It's true. When it comes to Rachel, Rachel does not become prohibited to any other brothers or any other people. However, with regards to Shimon... By marrying Leah, he becomes prohibited not just to Rachel, who's a sister, but to any of the other sisters. He becomes prohibited to any of the other sisters, and that's the concept of Isser Kolel, like the example that we had with regards to Yom Kippur, that once he becomes prohibited to any of the other sisters, 
So then he should also be included in Rachel, which is an Isra Kolol. However, Rabiosi, we already know that Rabiosi, Tosas spells this out, that we already know that according to Rabiosi, he does not hold of the exception of Isra Kolol. He only holds of the exception of Isra Mosef, the first exception, but not the second exception. He does not hold of this uh, set of the second of this other exception of the Isser Kolo. So there's a big question here because I understand why Rabiosi in one direction says that you can have two prohibitions because it's an Isser Kolo. When she marries, if Rachel married Ruvain second, so she be she her identity is one of being the brother's wife. That should also include Shimon. So there are two prohibitions. Uh, however, in the other case, it's not a case of Isser. Uh, it's not a case of Isser Mosef. And so then, how could there be two prohibitions according to Rabiosi? So let's read one more line, and then we will conclude. Ella Amar Rava. So rather, we reject everything that we that we said, and we say as follows: Really, Rabiosi holds ain Israel Isser completely. Really, Rabiosi holds ain Israel Isser based on the second brisa that one prohibition cannot exist if there's a pre-existing prohibition. Why did Rubiosi say that in our example of two brothers marrying two sisters, that there are two prohibitions? There's the prohibition of, of marrying your, your brother's wife and a prohibition of marrying your, your wife's sister. Rather, uh, when Rabiosi said that you violate both, it doesn't really mean that you violate both. He really agrees to Rabbi Shimon that you only violate one. You only violate which one was first. That Rabiosi agrees to. What does it mean that he said that you violate both? It's, it's not really true, but it's only the idea that it's true. There's a prohibition which exists. You don't get the punishment. That punishment doesn't exist because one prohibition cannot exist if there's already a pre-existing um, prohibition. But the prohibition itself, he's of the opinion, does exist without the punishment, and it has ramifications with regards to where they are buried, which is also a very uh, interesting uh, discussion. It used to be uh, that, and there's, uh, it seems to be many of the commentators say that this is a, a biblical mitzvah, uh, to, that a person, when they are buried, they should be buried uh, based on their level of righteousness and uh, rishos and, and wickedness that based on uh, the type of person that they are the way that we could uh, we based on without really knowing the person and their struggles just based on uh, the way we could tell they should be buried according to their righteousness and so the cemetery would have different uh, areas where the more righteous would be buried and then the less righteous would be buried and so this would be taken into account the fact that there are two prohibitions here even though they wouldn't get the punishment uh, for the second prohibition, but that would be taken account in terms of where they are buried. Now, this, for for the most part, this does not apply today. Although there are some fascinating discussions, which are not for now, with regards to uh, uh, when it potentially would apply. But there is this concept, which uh, which really does not practically, for the most part, does not apply today, uh, with regards to where people are buried, how to where uh, different areas within the cemetery based on. A person's level of righteousness, and this, the second prohibition, would be used and taken into account with regards to where they are buried. Okay, that concludes uh, t- uh, today's recording, and we will probably have just one more recording for the rest of of the week. Instead of having four, we will have three recordings for this week.